0: Cursed are you above all livestock, and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Our third reading is from the fifth chapter of Micah. Now muster your troops, O daughter of troops, Siege is laid against us. With a rod they strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you, from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I promise. I'm sure those are two words we've all said before. And if you are the one hearing those two words, I promise. There is something wonderful about hearing them. For a child, hearing dad say, I promise to read you a book tonight, means you're important to dad. That he'll take time out of his schedule to read that book to you. For a mom to hear her child say that he promises to clean his room means one last thing she needs to do in her busy schedule. For a manager at work to hear that her new employee promises to get her part of a project done means their business can move on to phase two and the manager's stress levels just went way down. I promise We have all said those words, I promise. And at some point, we have all had those words broken to us. For the child who just wanted a book to be read, which dad promised to do, well, unfortunately, something else came up that night and dad couldn't read the book. He broke his promise. A child promised mom that he would clean his room. And then imagine mom's surprise when she goes into the room at 9 o'clock that night and the kid is sitting on the floor playing with a toy. Clothes all over the floor. Puzzles spilled everywhere. Crayons toppled over. The child broke his promise. And a worker promised to get her part of a project done. But work was hectic that week. Too many emails, not enough sleep, and she didn't finish her part. On Friday at 4 p.m., when her manager found out, she just stared at her worker and simply said to her, but you promised you'd get it done. For all of us, the promises we make are not always so certain, are they? I mean, things come up in life, and we can't always read that book. Other times, we get distracted by the toys of this world, and we just don't clean our rooms like we should have. And at work, well, we may have had the best intentions, but sometimes things come out of the blue and take our attention away. Boy, do we like to hear someone say to us, I promise. Those two words are so sure. Those words are so certain. Those those words, I promise, means that something is definitely going to happen in our lives. And then they get broken. But even though we break our promises, there is one in our lives who still makes promises. And there is one in your life who still keeps those promises. There is one in your life who has made a promise to you and will never go back on that promise. And that is so good to hear. That someone in our lives will keep their promise to us. About 700 years before the Christ was even born, it was God who made a promise. 700 years before Jesus was born, God said this through the prophet Micah. But you, O Bethlehem, from you shall come forth for me One who is to be ruler in Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock. And they shall dwell secure. And he shall be their peace. God made a promise to you. A promise to all people that the Christ would be born. And God kept his promise. We do like hearing promises made to us. But even better yet. We love it when promises are kept to us. And there is only one in your life who will ever keep his promises to you when everyone else has failed. It has been and only will be God who keeps his promises to you. From the promise to come in the flesh to the promise to die for our sins. God kept that promise to you, didn't he? From the promise to rise from the dead on the third day. To give us the promise of everlasting life. All the way to the promise that he will come again one day. God will keep that promise to you. He's kept so many promises to you already. He is sure. He is certain. Oh, we do like hearing promises. I do. Especially from God. Because it means that something in life is going to be definite and certain. And in Christ, God really has kept all of his promises to you. And you can be assured, God will keep all the promises he makes to you through Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses all of our understanding, Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Our fourth reading is from the first chapter of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Our fifth reading is from the second chapter of Luke. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered, And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. The sixth reading is from the second chapter of Luke. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Our seventh reading is from the second chapter of Matthew. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose. Not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way.